to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Do, Do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. It's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. Great Scott! If my calculations are correct, it is now precisely October 21st, 2015. The future has finally arrived. Yes, it is different than we all thought. But don't worry, it just means your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. You sure about this? Yep. Well, here goes nothing. All right, we made it. So this is the future? In the year 2015. We haven't eaten in 25 years. Pizza. What about that place that delivers? Yeah. What happened to them? future is this? Yeah, there's no pizza anywhere. What a drag. Officer, where do you get pizza around here? Turn around, guys. In the future, like today, there's really only one place to get a great pizza. Pizza Hut. Wow, nice look, guys. Very 80s. Pizza Hut! Make it a great From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and we gotta go back in time. I'm Bill Meeks. <laughs> and I'm Anne-Marie T. Simone. And we're back here, for, not on a Thursday. It is not Thursday. Not on a Thursday, uh, but on a, on a Wednesday, Wednesday night, because it is Wednesday, um, what's the date? October 21st, 2015. 2015, and you guys know what that means. We'll find out in a second. Uh, but uh, so glad to be with you tonight. Uh, but you might be able to tell from my you shirt might here. Know. Possibly. You may have seen it in the news. But uh, uh, we just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements here at the top. Uh, announcement number one, we're canceling the show. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. that's what's happening. Well, it's going on extended hiatus after uh, next week's episode, which is the Leftovers episode, which we've been kind of plugging uh, for the past several weeks now. Months. But we would love a big showing uh, of everybody uh, coming out uh, next Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com or on Alpha Geek radio i yep. uh, we would love to see that for sure and, and uh if you want to submit you you know your own Anything. stories yes. uh you can go over to universebox.com slash show and pick from any of the topics we've covered and i would love to see everyone if you can hear my voice send something in universeboxshow at gmail.com or call in 424-274-2352 we'd and love to hear from you if nothing else just call or write in and let us know what your favorite Universe Box segment. And I was going to say, was. let us know what you're going to miss about Universe Box. Exactly. Something. Same thing. Same thing. We, this episode is going to be 95% feedback. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if we only have like the few things we have now, 
Um, We're out of here by nine o'clock. Yeah. Although we do already have, because people have been submitting stuff we for do. a while. We even have stuff for the the lost episode that we were supposed to do last week and never <gasps> the did. Depression, depression episode. Yeah, we have oh. stuff for that too. We, we oh, have, I'm so depressed that we, we had have to we have coffee to drink. We have, we have chocolate. Coffee, we have chocolate. We, we have, have hobbies, which hobbies, also got canceled. Which was also a lost episode. Oh, but you goodness. know what? Let, let's let's stop talking about this because it's depressing. It's so- and why don't we go ahead and get find out what's in the box for this week? Amory, what's in the box? What's in the box? Hold on, wait a second. Bobby, can you say it? Bobby. What's in the box? There we go. What's in the box, Amory? Pizza. Uh, pizza, half green pepper, half pepperoni, like oh, I, oh, like oh. I've seen in a movie before. And I got some Pepsi, oh, too. Pepsi, yes. I, I have some Pepsi <laughs> as well right here. Okay, so what what is actually in the box, Amory? Back to the Future. Yes, uh, this week we're talking about Back to the Future. Uh, first, we'll peer into the Wonder Box to discuss Back to the Future Two. We'll pop open the Game Box to see what predictions came true. We'll share our Back to the Future stories in the Memory Box. We'll examine some deep cuts from the soundtrack in the Music Box. In the Soap Box, we'll debate which 2015 is better. And finally, we'll throw we'll pull out some questions you guys submitted. Through the idea box, which it's going to be a real good time. It's I'm be really quality. excited. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, honestly, as far as like analyzing uh, movies and like getting hardcore into analyzing movies, rewatching them, Back to the Future is basically my Star Wars. Oh, so, oh can you not say those words? I, hold on. I need this to is not a Star Wars, Wars friendly show. <laughs> Here, here, here. There you go. Sorry, I had to get some Sorry, pizza Sorry, I had here. to have some pizza. Some Pizza Hut pizza. Pizza Hut pizza. Rehydrated by the Re- very best. <laughs> Rehydrated by the minimum wage workers. Yes, uh, definitely. And uh, we, we would also like to welcome our guest. You heard him a minute ago. Uh, Bobby Hawk. How you doing, Bobby? All right. Hey, how's it going, Bill? Hello. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the and reason Marie, of course. <laughs> oh, you can't forget Anne Marie. You can't forget uh, Sorry we can't share any pizza or Pepsi with you. Uh, I'm there in spirit. I just ate a burger, so I'm good. Nice, okay, nice. Got, was got it rehydrated? I, it was pretty juicy, so I'm going to say Excellent. But nice. uh, the reason we're having Bobby on, and we're going to have him on for most of the episode, is this was his idea, basically. This was totally his to, idea. To do a Back to the Future episode on Back to the Future Day. And it, we're very excited about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, uh, also, um, it, there's been all sorts of celebrations all there over the internet all day. There's a ridiculous amount of celebrations around the internet. Uh, one we wanted to point it out point out in particular is that uh, USA Today is actually going to be putting out a fake cover, and they also changed their logo on their website to the classic uh, USA Today logo from Back to the Future 2, which nice. I thought was kind of fun. Although I think they dropped the reference to Queen Diana they did. on the cover. Well, I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, to be expected. To be expected. Yeah. Uh, sadly, we don't have Bobby's video here, so you'll just have to imagine him. Uh, just picture Thor... Yeah, just picture Thor. But slightly blonder. <laughs> slightly blonder. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, and we also never said hi to our chat room over oh, at live.universebox.com. Hey, we have Liz and Mary and Michael, Michael Lucero. And Wynn. And Wynn. And usually Bobby would be there, but he's here with us. In today. fact, they said, where's Bobby? I said, he's on the show. <laughs> he's on the show. <laughs> They're looking for you. Okay, so I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get into, get into our first box here. Uh, okay. Now it's time to find out if we'll rediscover the wonder we felt from our favorite movies and TV shows in the Wonder Box. 
box. So grab your hoverboard and, and a case of Pepsi Perfect. It's time to talk Back to the Future, too. If you That would be really expensive shocking. for a case of Pepsi Perfect. Yeah. $20.15 a bottle. Really? Seriously. It, like, well, they it's made perfect. Some ca- and they only made like 6,500 bottles? Yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't make many at all. They could have sold so many more. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it'll be a thing where oh, you it know, will be. The, Everything's the thing. increased demand, they'll like just release it as an actual product. Okay, but uh, Amory, if you want to go ahead and sing us the episode summary. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to sing this? Yes, to the tune of "Back in Time." No, (laughs) it scares me just even. Tell me, Marty, where are we going this time? Is knowing the future such a heinous crime? (laughs) All he wanted to do was play lots of plays, lots of surefire bets. He gave old Biff. A great clue to change his uh, past and back to the future, too. (laughs) Back to the future, too. Yes. Surprise, surprise. That's what we're doing. I didn't get to take a bite of my pizza. Emery, why don't you ask Bobby what he thinks of the movie? Bobby, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I suggested it. Right. (laughs) Right. So I'm going to assume you're a fan. Yeah, I, I watch it probably at least once a year. Okay. Okay. Slacker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the movie too. It's 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 probably my favorite Back to the Future movie. I always say uh, Back to the Future Two is my favorite Back to the Future movie. Back to the Future Three is my favorite Western of all time. <laughs> That's fair. Amory, what 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 do you think about the movie? Just overall. Overall, not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like I have happy memories of it. I don't know. We'll do you see. have happy memories of watching it today? Hopefully, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll, hold on. Let me get some Pepsi here. All right, you get some Pepsi. Hold on. I just got uh, 10,000 faxes from uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, there. I got those taken care of. Okay, so uh, I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to bring up was kind of the idea of uh, kind of the alternate timelines and what Doc was doing between Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2. I know he was in back to, in 2015 for the most part, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of wonder how long he was gone and if yeah. he was ever intending on coming back. Because I feel like this alternate 2015 or this 2015 they travel to, where Marty's life is just awful, mm-hmm. is one that was created by Doc never coming back in the first place, mm-hmm. almost. Just because I don't think. Doc would have let Marty's life go downhill like that, no. especially after everything he did for him. You know, right. he saved his life. You save his like, life once. You don't just let it go to. Yeah, it would just. I mean, that would just make Doc a, a really bad friend if he if he let Marty's life get so mixed mm-hmm. up. And I mean, obviously, there's the whole chicken thing. The whole which I think was kind of lame, kind of cheesy, kind of a cheesy ad on overall. But but I also kind of wonder. Um, well, yeah, Bobby, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, this was a timeline created by Doc letting his friend's life go to hell? <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't thought about it until you uh, brought it up, but I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, and then, like when when you bring that up, then it's like, well, when Doc went back and got Marty in the first place and went forward in time, just them would they have not already gone forward to a different? I, I don't know. T- time travel hurts mm-hmm. your like your head. Although I will say that uh, the chalkboard explanation uh, that Doc Brown gives in this movie mm-hmm. is still probably one of the best explanations of like alternate timelines I've ever mm-hmm. seen, and. I, I mean, it, it, it's had such influence. 
influence in other mediums too. Like, I mean, we all watch Once Upon a Time here. Uh, they did an entire episode that was basically this concept. Yeah. Who, you know, alternate timelines and patching things to where they, they turned out the same way and yeah. all that sort of stuff. That's not an easy thing to do. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, side note, uh, something I was wondering, mm-hmm. what do you think would have had? Because we saw in the future mm-hmm. when Jennifer and old Jennifer run mm-hmm. into each other, you know, they both pass out and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, obviously, that didn't happen with Biff. Uh, but what would have happened uh, if Marty, the Marty that we follow throughout these three movies, mm-hmm. had met 1985B Marty in the uh, Biff world? Oh! Just because, you know, because Marty, that Marty happened to be off in Europe and everything. But what would have happened if he had been there? Would they have both, like, or would it, would it have been two separate entities because it's an alternate timeline? Um, I I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I don't think the movie ever really even touched upon that at all. Mm-hmm. Did they? No, they didn't. Well, I mean, they, they Jennifer, briefly... like you said, Jennifer, you know, met and, you know, it, although I don't think they ever physically touched. No. Uh, it's not, I don't know. Is it like time cop where they both like all of a sudden have like a little mini implosion? <laughs> you know who did touch though? Biff and Biff. Biff and Biff. I, I'm pretty sure they did touch. I'm sure they did. So, well, the thing, thing, another thing about Doc Brown too, is Wait, that Doc didn't Doc touch Doc? I, I no, he handed him something. I don't think they actually touched. Okay, but that was a theory that Doc Brown had. I, I, I but Doc Brown really his his whole experience with time travel is just a lot of guesswork. A lot of I think maybe a lot of hypothesizing, not a lot of evidence to back yeah. it up. Like he's always like that might cause a paradox, or this might happen. Or he gets really preachy about them changing the future when he brings Marty to the future to change it. You know, it's all very uh, theoretical. And I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that, uh, well, I mean, he's a a pretty smart guy, but I'm surprised he was never committed somewhere along the way like we see in the alternate timeline before he was able to build the DeLorean and everything. Okay, so going back to what you said, if 1985 Marty met 1985B Marty. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily that the implosionness would have happened because 1985 Marty was kind of expecting it. It wouldn't freak him out too, too ma- bad. Yeah. 1985B Marty should kind of be expecting it too because he has technically already traveled back. But has he traveled back? Because remember, Doc Brown was committed, so the DeLorean was never invented. Or the DeLorean was never, you know, never went to a Lone Pine slash Twin Pines mall and took off. Yeah, if he was committed oh. in the 80s or in the 70s, whenever he was committed, late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s, then he would have never had a, a friendship with uh, Marty. Yeah, plus I, I, I'd assume that, you know, Marty's uh, socioeconomic status as stepson of Biff oh. would have precluded him from hanging out with the crazy old doctor that lives down by the Burger King. Probably, you know? especially since he was warned about the crazy old doctor who <laughs> lived by the Burger King. Yeah, but I, I, I just okay. love, okay. again, I just love how theoretical everything Doc Brown does is and how, like, Every decision he makes could either turn out really well, neutral, or could destroy the universe. And he's like, hey, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. Okay, uh, Bobby, you wanted to talk a little bit about the future tech in this, right? Um, I was just uh, – everyone's talking lately, you know, with you know this being the Back to the Future Day of, like, you know, what they got wrong, what they got wrong. And I don't really think that the, the filmmakers were trying to really accurately predict future tech – I almost feel like the what was happening in the future of the you know in 2015 
was like an homage to, you know, retro films, retro features of like films from the 50s and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like the fashion, I don't think they thought that people in 2015 were going to dress like that. But (laughs) if you look at, you know, something like that in that movie and compare it to something you see in like, you know, some movie, like I said, from the 60s or 50s that Mm -hmm. is talking about things in the future or from outer space even, you know, it looks very similar. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the the thing is, too, is the original movie is is so based in kind of... 50s nostalgia mm-hmm. they, that I think uh, something they really got right in this film, even right. though, you know, we don't have self-tying shoes and everything, is the fact that there's so much nostalgia for the 80s. Now, yes. I, I mean, there's a, there's huge nostalgia for the 80s and 90s, the time period that the 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 main time period the films are set in. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if nothing else, they got that right. And uh, I don't know. I think if they opened up a cafe 80s today, it would do rather well. It would do insanely well. Mm-hmm. You could... But however, Cafe 90s would be better. I want Cafe 90s. When I saw that cafe, I was like, I want to open a cafe like that. (laughs) Do it. Yeah, unfortunately, our Max Headroom technology didn't exactly get get as good as they they act like it's going to in this movie. Like, we don't have Max Headroom, uh, Reagans, or Michael Jacksons, or anything like that, sadly. What was your, Bobby, what was your favorite piece of uh, tech, uh, of future tech in the movie? Of future tech? Um, I don't know. The I'd, I'd love to be able to be flown upside down by a drone. Mm-hmm. Or, or like those drones walking the dogs <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. And be a different actor than you were in the first movie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he got like three quarters of a million dollars for not being in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, was it they just paid him off or was it because there were like two shots of him from the original movie and, that they used? And he sued them. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, that's why like all over the news today, it was like, uh, you know, Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox and uh, Leah Thompson were <laughs> all, you know, back to the feature. Everyone was in- interviewing all three of them, but Tom Wilson and Crispin Glover were both, uh, you know, nowhere to be seen because they're both kind of bitter about the experience. Nice. Yeah. Um, it, it, Crispin Glover is a weird cat. I, I heard a story uh, for, from, uh, oh, I just, you and you just said her name, uh, Leah Thompson? Uh-huh. Uh, but she was talking about how to prep for the their roles in the first movie. He had her come over to his apartment and they painted a picture together. That was their, like, their, their acting prep. Oh, and it was just like some weird abstract painting. And I know Crispin Glover used some of his profits from Back to the Future to make a really weird like art house film. And hmm. yeah, he's he's a, he's an odd duck that Crispin Glover. Well, sure. the reason he didn't do the second movie apparently was he didn't he felt like the future like when they when everything went like almost perfect at the end of the first movie he felt like he was they were saying that you know uh money's going to make everything better because you know when he goes to the future he's got a truck and his dad's got a bunch of money and they're all doing better and and he he felt like it was like Reagan economics uh, being glorified and he didn't like it and so he decided <laughs> to opt out of the second movie oh wow hmm. that crazy crispin yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so, uh, Amory, you wanted to talk a little bit about the almanac, and then we actually have a message from somebody who had never seen the movie before Oh, yeah, today. we forgot about that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah but we'll good. play that after y- your point here. All right, so the almanac. I do not think that Biff's future would have happened the way it happened, even with taking the almanac back. 
Because, as is talked about repeatedly and the main point of all of these movies, if you change one thing, a lot of things can change, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. everything else. So, (laughs) in theory, once Biff won his first really big bet, probably, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the rest of it would exist the way it does in the book. But would the book have changed? Never mind. The book would have just changed. You think that, yeah, the book probably, I guess, I guess the that, newspaper that's a good changes, point. so the books would have changed. So, yeah, my but, point is. But it's is, from the future, but would it change? I don't know. I don't but know. It, well, yes, I guess it would. Because I was thinking that too, just the fact that, you know, somewhere along the way. Something like, changes. Because we see in that little documentary, the book, uh, Biff becomes, I almost said Butch. <laughs> uh, Wrong show. Biff becomes a, uh, a huge, like, cultural icon. He's dating Marilyn Monroe and this, that, and the other. Yeah. So you'd think that would have some influence on something. The, the Yanks beating the, the, uh, the Houston Rockets or something like that. I don't know sports very well. I know you don't. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that. Also with the almanac, dust jackets. This book had a dust jacket. Only hardcover books really have a dust jacket because that's all that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But this... Books still have dust jackets, by the way. Books do still have dust jackets. Unlike what the lady at the nostalgia shop said. Yeah, and she tried to sell them a dust buster. Um, (laughs) She's like, if you like dust, here's this. Dumb. We don't have dust in the future. Apparently. But it's a very obviously a paperback, like, magazine-type book. Kind of like these um, TV guide things we have. Why did it ha- have a dust jacket? Uh, because because if we didn't have that dust jacket, we wouldn't have had you know the fooling the teacher with the girly magazine mm-hmm. thing happen. Yeah, they they and so, I, I have some points on this later oh, okay. on, but there de- there definitely feels like there's a there was a lot of retrofitting in this movie yeah, to get convenient. certain things to work. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll go ahead. Uh, well, you want to. Get some stuff from the chat room here, Emily. Sure. Okay, let's see. Mary says, I think that they were trying to show a very happy future because all we had at that point was a lot of horrible futures like Blade Runner and Terminator. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Um, Stephanie says, do you think we will ever have a remake or fourth movie? Mary would love a new movie. Um mm-hmm. But they keep saying that they won't do it. In fact, never want, wanted to do part two. The end of the first movie was a joke. Yes. Nice. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, there, there is the tell, Telltale Games uh, Back to the Future uh, series uh, that functions as sort of a sequel mm. uh, of sorts to it, which I rather like. And it, all the original creators were involved. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. It feels like you could set more stories in this universe. That's all I'm going to say. And I mean, there was the Back to the Future animated series, too. I'm pretty sure there either has been or will be a comic book series as well. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. They're doing a a comic book series. Uh, I think IDW is doing it, where it's Mm going to be uh, written by, uh, what, Bob Gale and the other dude. I don't think Robert Zemeckis is writing it, but Bob Gale is writing it. See, now I'm going to check this out because comic book series. I can type. (laughs) This is what we called Watch Bill and Anne-Marie Google Things. Yes, it's IDW Publishing. It's coming out uh, sometime. Let's see here. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be – it's subtitled Untold Tales in Alternate Timelines. So it'll be like, you know, 1985B, a story set there. Or it'll be, you know, in between, like what Doc was doing between the first and second movie, that sort of thing. Okay, so it won't add anything to it, but it'll kind of fill in things. Yeah, yeah. And Bob Gale's involved for sure. And it's supposed to be out this month sometime. It might be out today, actually, because be today's New Comic Book Day. So 
Right. It is New Cop Day. Okay, so I'm kind of a – oh, and when says we have Rick and Morty now, which was originally conceived as a spoof of Back to the Future. I've mm. watched a couple episodes. I haven't really been able to get, in, get into it. I I think it's because I my, part of it might be because I keep starting it at like – 11.30 at night. 11.30 at night and yeah. I end up falling <laughs> Bad asleep. timing. Bad timing there, Meeks. But it's by Dan Harmon who did Community and I, I love him. So I, I should by all rights like it. But you know what? We've both we, – We've we're talked keep, enough. Well, we're going to keep talking about Back to the Future 2. But we found uh, out one of our listeners has never seen it before, which is crazy. <laughs> I was like, are you going to just – so uh, Michael Lucero sent us in a little idea of a, what he thought of it, a little little mini review, first time seeing it. So take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. So uh, I just watched Back to the Future Part 2 for the first time today uh, on October 21st, 2015. <laughs> uh, so for me, it, it's not so much uh, watching a movie uh, as it is a uh, live news report. <laughs> Um, I have to admit, I'm a little confused. The movie was interesting, but I think if it had been made today, it wouldn't have nearly the positive uh, response or um, the uh, huge status that it has today. Um, Not that it's a bad movie, I just didn't really find it a particularly good one. Uh, That being said, I was struck with how many times some scene or element of a scene, even if something very small, uh, made me think of other works. It's kind of interesting to see... Like other, how many, how many other time travel stories or even just other stories in general have referenced it, uh, whether intentionally or not. Uh, when Marty drops off the roof onto the DeLorean, it reminded me very strongly of Gandalf letting himself fall from Orthanc <laughs> to be caught by the eagle in the Fellowship of the Ring. Not just in terms of what happens, but even the way that he let his body go limp as he fell was similar. Uh, and Marty and Doc uh, sneaking around their past selves in the 50s part of the story reminded me a lot of Harry Potter and Hermione doing the same thing in The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, very much. Uh, and the Doc drawing his timeline diagrams on the chalkboard. Timelines! Uh, explaining <laughs> how the past and future have <laughs> diverged from the, the previous courses. That reminded me a lot of uh, Walter Bishop uh, explaining the phenomenon of uh, alternate timelines to Olivia Dunham in the first season of Fringe. So it's interesting how uh, how this one movie has uh, uh, spawned all these echoes in, in other stories in, in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I guess I should also talk about the 2015 part, since technically that is today. It's interesting how <laughs> little their vision of the future uh, differed from the 80s in terms of just overall aesthetic. There was higher mm-hmm. advanced technology, of course, but mm-hmm. the overall... I, I will say, actually... The aesthetic of the movie, and uh, by the way, I realized uh, after we started playing this that Bobby can't hear it. Sorry, Bobby. Oh! Uh, but uh, it, it, the aesthetic of the movie reminded me a lot of the aesthetic of Epcot Center yes. at Disney. For yes. Sure, for sure. But uh, sorry, Michael. Go ahead. Look and feel seemed very similar to the 80s. And it kind of makes me wonder how much our own present-day visions of the future are grounded in our own decades' uh, (laughs) aesthetic. Like, however hard we try to project forward into how people might look at things differently or think about things differently or how different fashions or styles might change. I wonder how much all of our vision of that is still basically a reflection of our own time. Um, uh, Also, why does the prescription against Jennifer meeting another version of herself uh, in the future not apply to Biff in the past? I didn't really get that. I also thought it was uh, kind of disturbing that uh, Marty has such serious self-image issues. 
I think something must have happened in his past to mm-hmm. invoke that crippling uh, feeling he gets when he's called a chicken. Uh, See, I feel like they, that was tacked on and that wasn't accurate to the character as portrayed in the first movie. The chicken thing was really annoying. I think yeah, I have something it, about that later. It, yeah, it was definitely uh, just to give him an arc for the two movies. Like, but. Uh, dude, just let Biff call you a chicken and walk away. <laughs> it's not like you're giving him some sort of victory by letting him say what he wants to say about you. Mm-hmm. Um so all in all, I guess it was a fun movie. Uh, definitely not a great movie, but it's interesting. Uh, I don't really have the advantage of, of uh, or the perspective of the nostalgic element uh, going along with me watching it. So I'll be interested in uh, seeing what it means to other uh, storytellers on the show and whether or not it passes Bill and Anne Marie's wonder test. So all in all, I'd give it uh, 7 out of 13 oddly placed matchbooks <laughs> on Biff's desk. All right. Can't wait to hear uh, what you all think. Take care. Bye. One for nice. car detailing for yes. sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, the the point about old Biff, uh, mm. young Biff, all that, I have a feeling it's because when old Biff goes back, to the past to give young Biff young the... Biff should already know or no, well, he there... old Biff already knows see that's always well, weird there, there is a deleted scene uh, oh, where deleted scenes where old Biff kind of fades out of existence as soon as he gets back to the future oh. uh, so I'm, I'm ha- I have a feeling by going back and giving young Biff the almanac he created an alternate future where he didn't exist so it didn't matter if they touched in the past because he never existed to begin with but because then how did the he get change. back there yeah so so complicated, but you know what? Let's talk some more Biff. All right, why not? Let's talk more Biff. Okay, I, I, I just made a few observations about Biff, and I, you know, Bobby and Marie, feel free to chime in if you have oh, we any will. comments on these. We're not quiet okay, people. Okay, uh, so first off, I thought that '80s Biff, e- even with the white hair and uh, the cane and everything, looked older than old Biff from 2015. Fact, definitely. Although it surprisingly looks a lot like Tom uh, Lennon. Or not Tom Lennon. Uh, oh, what's what's the actor's name? I don't know. I the the, the actor who plays Biff. Uh, oh, that I don't know. Hold on, let's play. Let's Google. Google. Tom, Tom Wilson. Wilson. Tom ah. Wilson. That was it. Tom Lennon's the guy from the state. Yeah, but it looks a lot like a uh, Tom w- uh, Wilson does in modern day. If you if you've seen him lately, he has a podcast on the Nerdist Network and stuff. And mm. we might be playing a little song from him a, a little bit later too. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I was also wondering, you know, eighties manservant. Biff, who you know uh, details uh, the car. details the car for Marty and everything. Uh-huh. Does he not remember the chase with the hoverboard? And isn't it weird that that Calvin Klein guy looks like Marty McFly and had a hoverboard and a UFO? He's a car detailer, I guess. I guess. Well, and he's never been really, I guess, the smartest, most no. observant. He comes out. He he says, uh, "Boy, something about this looks familiar." Oh, does he? Yeah. When when Griff. You know, when the whole skateboarding thing happens and Marty grabs onto the back of the Jeep as it's landing and then they start following him. See, like, I, thought, I thought it was he saw or something about like, I haven't seen a flying DeLorean in a while. He said that, too. But oh, like, okay. that was later. But oh, during, that's what the, I thought. during that scene, he says, boy, something about this seems to, he doesn't outright say, you know, I recognize you. This is exactly yeah. what happened to me in 1955. <laughs> right. But, yeah. So I guess, you know, memories fade and everything. Because I, I think he was recognizing kind of the chase scene in Town Square from the first movie. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, memories fade. Uh, old Biff ain't what he used to be, I guess. 
Yeah, and I guess we, we also we also never really get to see him in the eighties too much again after yeah. Marty comes back from this adventure. So maybe maybe the yeah. original eighties Biff that we that the car detailer. Yeah, the car, the car, car detailer at the beginning of this movie. Uh-huh. Maybe he does doesn't have that memory yet, and then we never really get to explore that he has that memory now too. That's fair. That's definitely a That's fair because if he would have had the memory, mm-hmm. then that would have mean everything would have already happened. Oh, ouch, pain. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I also really loved uh, kind, kind of the comical Looney Tunes-ish vibe of old Biff like sneaking around in the background yes. as Marty and Doc are talking and plotting and planning and everything. Mm-hmm. I, 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 one thing that kind of got to me, though, how did he know how to control this time machine? How did he know how the time circuits worked, all of that? That's a good question. Because, I mean, that's not an easy process. I mean, Doc had to spend a good, a solid two minutes in the first movie explaining it all. This is where you've been. This is where you're going. This is how you got there. All that stuff. And then e- even then, Marty really couldn't, you know, adjust the time right before, uh, you know, the Libyan terrorist showed up in the first movie. But it also seems like Doc should have put some sort of security system on the DeLorean. A little bit. I, yeah. You know, it, it at least had some sort of like a passcode to put in or even had like just a log book or like a log that consisted of more than just the last trip that was taken so he could have more quickly figured out where old biff went so they could fix the time yeah see that makes sense because there's a back button on everything Mm -hmm. you ought to be able to or a history or something i bet you he puts one on the train on the uh on the uh time travel train time travel train maybe okay and i also thought that uh 1985 b biff uh the the rich biff uh was very much he felt like he was very much modeled on 80s donald trump somewhere i saw a confirmation of that oh really yeah i i was watching the movie on amazon and they have like a trivia thing that you can watch it oh, for, nice. and almost like a pop-up video you know <gasps> there's a and, pop-up video version yeah well i mean it's not you know if you watch it through amazon instant video yeah. if you have prime yeah you can watch it right now like i was watching it on my phone and like when you go to tap on the phone like you were going to oh, pause yeah. it or something and a little thing will pop up and it'll say trivia and like like it'll tell you all through the movie just about different trivia things. Interesting. That's fun. That's fun. It's very interesting. Yeah, but, but I, they did say that uh, you know the that Biff was loosely based on Donald Trump and that Leia Thompson was loosely based on Tammy Faye Baker. I can totally see that. I can huh. totally see that. And uh, this is neither here, here nor there. And I feel comfortable saying this because they were obviously fake anyway. But her boobs were lopsided. They were totally <laughs> lopsided. It's something I've never noticed before until I was watching it today. And I was like, wait a second. They're like, that. she got a bad uh, boob job. Right. Uh-huh. She needs to get her money back. Yeah. Biff's yeah. money back. Well, well, Biff <laughs> probably cheaped out on it. Exactly. That, yeah. But, but uh, speaking of Lorraine, uh, I, I thought it was interesting oh, that you know uh he wanted i think ultimately what the 1985 b plot or uh, timeline proves is that uh biff wanted lorraine because she didn't want him he wanted what he couldn't have Mm -hmm. and and once he had her uh you know his attention starts to wander and he has these other girls in the Mm -hmm. hot tub and everything Mm -hmm. you know he's kind of a don't care how i want her now uh more he's he's like the veruca salt of uh 
1950s bullies. And uh, then I have a little point here about the Almanac, but I think we pretty soundly addressed it in your point, Amory. So, uh, Bobby. Uh, yes. Many faces of Marty. Uh, I was just trying to uh, think of another thing to bring up. And uh, a friend of mine and I were talking the other day about, like, you know, actors who had uh, played different roles in the, in the same film. And there, there's not really many that have done more than two in a film, uh, you know, of the, I, that's where I drew the line, which t- was, you know, it had to be at least three because there's been a lot of people who have played, say, twins or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only people we could think of were um, uh, Peter Sellers, Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers. And like I was watching the the movie today and like I was like, you know, wow, I didn't even consider, you know, Tom Wilson or Michael J. Fox from this, you know, the, and I thought Michael J. Fox did a, uh, a really great job of uh, mm-hmm. portraying different characters. Um, oh, yeah. Especially uh, Marty Jr. Like yes. a, such a differentiation, especially. I mean, everything had scene. such a differentiation. Like mm-hmm. it was very and, good. Yeah. Fox's vo- his voice already cracks. And so it was, you know. When he amped it up for Marty Jr., I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty hilarious. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like all of the different characters, it was great to see him as like an older character. Um, I loved like his reaction uh, to um, getting fired by the his boss. I can't remember the character's name. Uh, I'm not I, sure. It escapes me as well. But. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought uh, they did a really great job. The only thing uh, I didn't like Tom Wilson is Griff. Mm-hmm. I, well, I thought that was a bit campy. That whole little section there, I thought him and his his uh, little posse or gang or whatever were yeah. kind of a bit uh, much. too much for me. Yeah, so they're, we all they're know whole, how I feel about too much camp. <laughs> <laughs> their whole inflection was just like off to be off, like the entire the entire Griff crew. It just didn't. They fit talk the like this the- just because, like, yeah, and it, it didn't yeah. fit the rest of the movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it's something I, I, I do want to touch on just to build off of your point here. It's just the technological achievement uh, that this film had, as far as placing the People same actor each- in multiple roles next to each other, because mm-hmm. it was uh, the first time using uh, some. And I, I watched uh, some behind-the-scenes features on it and stuff, like a computerized camera technology and, like, that, that scene where they're eating pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, that took them weeks to shoot. Really? And now it's like I can pull out my DSLR and I, could, I could get 90% there in, like, an hour. Yeah. But it, back then it was way harder to do. So well, yeah. just a huge technological achievement and probably enabled movies like, you know, Austin Powers or The Nutty Professor that you were talking about, Bobby. Right, right. The Parent Trap. The Parent, the, <laughs> the parent Trap. I think that was before. Actually, that was before There was one and before after. and after. And after. <laughs> uh, you had that. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit more about the kids though, right? Oh, yes. Uh, I just uh, thought it was kind of weird that neither of the kids looked anything like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But like I said, then again, Jennifer from the first second movie looked nothing like Jennifer from the first movie. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And a little bit of trivia if you didn't know that entire first scene, they had to reshoot that entire thing because the actress who play, plays Jennifer was different so right so they had to go back and do that redo that shot for shot although did they add i i forget was mr fusion in the original tag scene or did they add that mr fusion was but uh biff was not ah ah, in the original tag biff didn't come out and see the delorean fly away (laughs) interesting interesting 
Well, Emory, you had some 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 bits and bobbles about Jennifer too. Right? I did. They were so like willy nilly with her. Like they knocked her out with a sleep inducing algorithm machine. Which I would <laughs> like one, please. How do I get this? Um, then they just left her in an alley behind pallets of giant CDs. <laughs> like, they're like, she'll be fine. It's only going to be a few minutes. You know, it's not going to be a few minutes. It's YouTube. Like, yeah. they should have no, I don't know. They, so they just left her there and then chased her down once the cops took her home. Mm-hmm. And then they left her on her porch when they thought they went back to 1985 and didn't go back to get her when all the craziness went down. She'll be fine, Marty. She will, will not be, be fine. fine. She will not be fine. <laughs> Because he even says, like, if we fix things, she'll just – her and the dog will be transformed back into the proper 1985. What? Mm-hmm. If? What if you fail? Like – Well, if, if they fail, then Biff takes over the world and yeah, just but- in Hill Valley turns into Detroit. You know, Kill so. Valley or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It just they felt very willy nilly with her. Yeah, Jennifer did feel a lot like like a prop in this movie um, for yeah. sure. Which actually well- – Oh, go ahead, Bobby. No, no, go ahead. Finish your thought, please. Oh, yeah, my thought's way long. You go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say that I believe it was Mary H. in the chat room that brought up that uh, the fir- the ending of the first movie was a joke. They never intended uh-huh. for sequels. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they said that if they had intended for sequels, they would have never had Jennifer get in the car. Yeah. So, uh, so when they started writing the sequels, they were like, holy crap, Jennifer shouldn't be here. It's, this is about Marty <laughs> and Doc. And so that's why they're so willy-nilly with Jennifer. That's why it's just like, okay, we'll knock her out and put her on the porch. Like, I I can see that. But, I mean, if you have this character, why don't you utilize this? I mean, I guess. Yeah, it felt like they could have used her a bit more. They could have done something with her because she wasn't going to run into her present self or her current time self in that, like, time or that square area. She could have, I don't know, run interference, especially when the knockout juice didn't work (laughs) on Marty Jr., for too long she could have been at least like watching him but uh, oh, i don't disagree yeah <laughs> i was like they could have utilized but you know bobby you do bring up a good point in that like the first five minutes of this movie are kind of them reverse engineering that tag scene to, yeah. to kind of build up to where they can actually get a couple new stories out of it i and you know it all happens in the first five minutes like the whole thing with that doc going through the rejuvenation yeah mm-hmm. uh procedure and everything that was because christopher lloyd didn't want to have to wear do makeup. old age makeup every day yeah on both movies because it, it, big annoyance plus well, you know a- he's an actor he wants to look his best in the original movie it was just like a, two scenes where he had the old age makeup on uh yeah yeah so, so they he, he wanted a good reason uh to not have to wear that every day right and uh, then, of course, uh, it's even mentioned in the dialogue about Jennifer because Marty's like, uh, what What did you bring her for? And Doc's head makes some flimsy excuse like, oh, she saw the DeLorean. Yeah. Well, she knew it was a time machine. She had to come. I'm like, what? I loved his reactions when they were flying in the DeLorean and she was like, oh, well. Uh, you know, we could go meet ourselves. We could see what we're doing, and he like he's just like looking at it, like her, like, <laughs> and then he grabs the neuralizer, is what it looked mm-hmm. like to me from Men in Black. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, you know, something else that they, there's a lot of in this movie is exposition, like very blatant exposition. Characters yep. teaching other characters. A lot of times, characters who are hidden in the shadows or right. just walking down the street about the timeline they're in. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, you need to do that for the audience when you're zipping around time so quickly like this. Yeah. But a c- couple of examples I, I thought of was uh, 
how how Lorraine uh, it just can't let go of that one crappy day where Marty had the accident 30 years ago. And I mean, it's not just her who's talking about, oh, poor Marty, his life was ruined that day. I, th- I think uh, Je- old Jennifer talks about it too, maybe. Um, I think maybe one of the kids talks about yeah, it at one point. there's lots of talking about it. Everyone is obsessed with this one day dad was in a car wreck 30 years ago and he screwed up his entire life. And uh, then also the the uh, documentary uh, that Biff has had produced uh, about himself, and he's playing so the tra- he's playing the trailer at the street level of the casino, so all the homeless people can, watch, or you know, go there was, out it wasn't homeless heart. people; it was bikers and miscreants. So, so the people from Blade Runner. <laughs> yes, yes, the people from Blade Runner. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that it just has so much exposition there, blatant exposition. But at the same time, I can understand uh, why they did it. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit more about the chicken thing? The chicken thing. Okay, very, that? very briefly mention it. What is so bad about being called a chicken? Mm-hmm. Be the bigger man every freaking time and don't react mm-hmm. to it. You caused this movie by reacting to being called a chicken. It kind of reminds me of Rumpel the Coward. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, the, the one thing is there are several points in this movie, particularly when uh, Biff is confronting Marty outside mm-hmm. of the enchantment under the sea dance. Yeah. Where if if he had do, Marty had done what he does at the end of the third movie and like does the don't call me chicken thing and then kind of mm-hmm. backs off on it, he could have totally gotten away and gotten out of situations by – not letting someone exploit that in him. Yep. I, you know, it, it just like, again, it feels so opposite the character from the first movie and the kind of the journey Marty went through in the first movie. Because Marty at this point shouldn't feel like he has to prove himself to anybody. No. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He's played Johnny B. Good. He's uh, reunited his parents. Johnny B. Good. He's become Darth Vader. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, by the Vader. way, one one other thing I'd like to mention. Okay. Uh, just there, there was always a a urban legend, which I've gone back and checked. Totally not the case, and obviously wouldn't be the case with what we know about the production. There was always an urban legend floating around my neighborhood when I was a kid uh-huh. that if you went back to Back to the Future one, you could see uh, Marty from Back to the Future two in the rafters above uh, Marty as he was playing on stage. No. You obviously can't. No. You obviously can't. I think. I think like. I, I'm not a big fan of special editions. Oh, no. I would almost encourage they, them going back to do a special edition of Back to the Future, and it. where at least they have like you know a little guy Glimpses. in a in a leather jacket, or you see the guy Biff's guys off on the side of the stage or something. Yeah, or, or just throwing a shot or two, just for funsies. Just for funsies. Just for funsies. That could be cool. Okay, I had a couple of random things, you know, mm-hmm. bits, bobbles, quips, and quabbles. Uh, Leia Thompson, I love, love, love her so much. Um, I really liked her in the first movie and all that sort of stuff. But her various old lady voices and movements in this were like a little kid pretending to be an old person. <laughs> I was like, I know we're, you know, can't be in the Well, such. she wasn't that old. She was maybe, what, like 25 or yes, something? Yes, but they were yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. They were really bad. Uh, Doc's briefcase of appropriately timed money. That mm-hmm. was fun. I, I, I will say that Tom Wilson did a – even though I said that 80s Biff looked older than old Biff, yeah. he did a really good job as old Biff. He was always like crooked over. Yeah. He did really good with the physicality the, of it. Right, right. And he already had that gruffy kind of voice or whatever, so it wasn't as hard to age hers a little bit more different. She sounded like this with <laughs> adding the vibrations. Uh, glowing Curbs in Yucky 1985 was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cafe 80s feels like it belongs in Epcot. 
Definitely. Car was $39,999.99. I couldn't tell if they were saying this is a deal or this is expensive. Either way, it's kind of normal now. Yeah, um, that's about right. I was for... thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, is this good, bad, or normal? Because now it's kind of normal. I, I did also notice a, a couple of other uh, technologies that we have now that are mentioned in the movie. One is uh, the Save the Clock Tower guy. He asked Marty if he wants to, to touch over yes. a payment. Which, you know, we have frictionless payments like that like uh now like there the magic th- band at disney right or, but it's not the touch and there are credit cards that'll do that to where you just like yes. proximity sensors and the apple ipay and that yeah. sort of thing yep yep the scanny bar for my starbucks mm-hmm. the, or yeah the save the clock tower guy was uh played by charles fleischer who was roger rabbit oh nice nice i didn't realize that that was the same actor i, I didn't... actually was also in the movie later as the mechanic giving biff his <gasps> car back oh nice very nice very nice See, i love little things like that yeah that's one thing that's great about the back to the future movies is all of the little details like all of the actors repeating and all of the little background things that you don't notice the first or second or third time through right uh yeah good stuff one other technology that came to mind was uh it, the lady at the shop says, uh, and they even made, they still made books on paper back then. Yes. Obviously, we have e-book, digital books, one. Kindles, that sort of thing now. I prefer a real book. It has a scent. Okay, so let's see here. Does it pass the wonder test? Does it inspire the same wonder that we felt when we were children and teenagers and we watched this movie? Amory, you go first. No. <sighs> I want it to. I really, really want it to, but I think I've just come to realize I am a very, very strong child of the 90s and not the 80s. Mm-hmm. I like a 90s cheesy. I'm not huge on 80s cheesy. I don't know why. See, I don't think this movie's 80s cheesy so much as it's just pure uncut 80s. It's, well, okay. Yeah. There it is. Maybe it's, I just don't like the 80s. It's the China White of uh, 80s films. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> It's it's a it's a '80s reference, actually. See, which is why I don't get it. <laughs> like, and it's like I lived through the majority of the '80s, but I really don't have many memories before '89, '90. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary H in the chat room says yes. Uh, oh, and uh, Monica was saying that she remembers the Clock Tower guy. It's been years nice. since she's seen the movie, though. Uh, Bobby, does it pass the wonder test for you? Uh, one hundred percent, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. It, Unlike you, it's actually not my favorite of the three. It's actually mm. probably my least favorite of the three, honestly. Huh. Uh, What's your I, favorite? Probably a tie between one and three. Um, you know, one holds a fond place in my heart, of course. Mm-hmm. But I like uh, I like where they went with three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, pro- probably if I if it got into my head, I'd probably say the first one's my favorite. And uh, when in the chat room says, I was in my 20s when this came out, so I liked it a lot. See, I I like the first one. I have I have fond memories in my head somewhere. Can't tell you when I sat down and watched it, <laughs> but I really like the first one. I think I just really like the 50s-ish time area that they went to. Mm-hmm. And I th- like that part of the movie I enjoyed. Yeah. I like the music. I like the clothes. I like all of that shenanigans. I want to live at a time with the cars and sock hops and under <laughs> the sea magical dances. I hate the 80s. I'm sorry. I just had to elaborate. Continue. Okay. I guess it's time for me to to tell you guys if it passed the wonder test for me. Yes, 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 yes. Indubitably, it did. 
It's the power of love, you know. Uh, well, I've maybe seen it a few too many times at this point. I, I don't watch it as much as I used to. I used to watch it like once a month, honestly. Did you really? Yeah, like the entire trilogy. And oh. and the trilogy with the commentaries and all the behind the scenes and, and this and that. But I don't watch it as much anymore because I've seen it so much. But even when I sit down to watch it now, even the boring parts, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, some of the, the bigger action set pieces, I, I find kind of boring at this point because I know exactly there's no surprises left in them. Right. But at the same time, there's still, like, good mounting tension and stuff. So they still hold up for me. Uh, the movie still holds up for me. The only thing I'm sad about is that we don't have even more stories set in this universe because it's such a fully realized fleshed out universe i hope if nothing else maybe back to the future day this year gets kind of like the, the excitement going the drumbeat going for for more back to the future stories i right. I, I would i would i, I don't want to see like a full-on reboot i would like to see more stories set in the universe like, okay i'm gonna go with that because i'm tired of the reboots stop rebooting everything stop <laughs> recasting everything do a sequel if you want to do a stinking sequel you want to do a spinoff fine stop rebooting everything yeah, i don't want justin bieber and chris <gasps> Pat. Pratt as a uh, Marty and Doc. No, <laughs> no. I will pick it and burn things. <laughs> I will pick it and burn things. Okay, let's see here. Anything uh, else over here? Um, I don't know. I'm just getting ready for the next thing. Okay, uh, Amber, go ahead. Okay. So, hi. Back to the Future 2 made a lot of bold and not so bold predictions about the year 2015. Are you getting more pizza? I am. Can you put one on my plate? Um, let's see if Bill can guess whether some of the more obscure uh, predictions happened or not oh, you keep it. really i get the peppers and you get the dangling pepperonis yep this is the way my okay life goes, so th- this is a, this is a game right this okay, is a game that i'm playing okay do you want to go through and guess them first and then we'll do the answers yes okay let's do that okay i will you notate my answers i will notate your answers so you okay. can eat your dangling pepperoni pizza okay the chicago cubs win the world series uh true not true kind of true occasionally true only on wednesdays true I think I think kind of true. I think they're in the running, but the World Series hasn't happened yet. Oh, you work at a news station. I do. <laughs> I just remembered. Um, hologram ads. True, not true. Kind of true. Thinking about being true. I know there. I know there's a hologram Tupac, so I'll say yes. <laughs> um, okay, double ties. What? Okay. Oh, the double ties. Oh yes, the double ties. Uh, yeah, has that no, ever happened? That that's not yeah, happening. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Self lacing shoes. Yes, no, maybe sometimes only on. Adidas. Yes, I believe they came out with special ones for this year. Rejuvenation face masks. I mean, those are, those have been around since the fifties. Not maybe <laughs> not as good as Doc Brown's, but Major League Baseball team in Miami. Uh, yes. Pizza hydrator. I'm going to say yes. Hologram movies such as Jaws 19, which we have the trailer for. Um, I, I, I'm reminded of a little film I like to call and like to watch Captain EO, which is kind of hologrammy. Okay, so you're saying yes. Okay, I can already tell you some of these are wrong. Okay, Chicago Cubs, yes, they're in the running for the World Series. They're actually playing tonight, and from what I hear, they were losing. So um, uh, hologram ads are a yes. Poor Cubbies. Poor Cubbies. Uh, the double ties is a no, obviously. Uh, self-lacing shoes are in the works. They are supposed to come out at the end of this year or sometime, but they have been working on them for a while. Mm-hmm. There's like weird gears that like pull them tighter. Yeah. Uh, rejuvenation fa- face mask. 
obviously. They've been around for years and years. Yes, there is a Major League Baseball team in Miami, though they are not the Alligators. Um, pizza Hydrator? No. No Pizza Hydrator. No, we still have to rely on that very nice gentleman who brought us our Pizza Hut this evening. Oh, yeah, um, and he was very excited because he saw my Back to the Future. I know. Future. I heard him go, oh, nobody else has understood today, man. And then I was like, you didn't even notice why I ordered half pepperoni, half green pepper? And a Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, and Pepsi. Did he say anything? He didn't. Of course. Uh, Michael Lucero says Back to the Future 6 will involve Justin Bieber going back in time and giving him a, uh, giving a younger him his own music. Shut your face, Lucero. Shut your face. Um, <laughs> and hologram movies such as Jaws 19? No. Your dear and beloved Captain EO is 3D, not hologram. Uh, what's the difference? Many things. Okay. Many things. So okay. you actually got most of them right. I so, did. Well, I, which is good. Which you is know, good. I really wish I'd have remembered that you work at a TV station now because <laughs> that's yeah, the I, only I, reason I, you know the companies. I have my fingers on the, the pulse, pulse of, of pop uh, culture uh, of news. Sportsing. Sportsing. Uh, also, there's a Jaws 19 trailers here. Yeah, it's really. Kind of, it's long today. and hilarious. I, I won't play the whole Don't thing. Play I'll the just, whole thing. I'll just skip through a little bit of it. I'm, I'm guessing it sh- it has like the really bad shark. No, uh, no, no. Jaws 50, 50 scales of gray. 50 scales of gray is one of my favorites, yes. Nice. Jaws 19. What if they had come out with a Jaws 19? I don't know. Uh, they really missed the mark not having like the PlayStation 1 level graphic uh Jaws pop out there. Yep. Or the the Nintendo Jaws. Because mm-hmm. I, I always played that one. Do, 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 do. And you had to like up and down. I played it in my neighbor's house all the time. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Monica's reaction to um, Lucero's – oh, no. To our Justin Bieber thing. Uh-huh. Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Justin Bieber in Back to the Future. Eek! <laughs> Okay, uh, we want to mention our Patreon real quick. Patreon.com slash Universe Box. It's a great way to support us as we're not doing this show anymore, but we're going to be launching (laughs) some new ones. ones. By the way, if you want to find out about all the new stuff we're going to be doing in place of this show, Mm -hmm. go check out our uh, October 2015 hangout over at YouTube.com slash YouTube.UniverseBox.com. Uh, but we want to thank our 34 patrons. Uh, they're giving us uh, $213 a month for this insanity and to eat mm-hmm. pizza on the mic. Thank you guys very Thanks much. Thanks for buying us and, dinner. And we hope all 34 <laughs> of you can show up for our last episode mm-hmm. uh, next week for sure. That would be awesome. For sure. I, and Bobby's usually in those uh, patron hangouts too. So if you like Bobby. I thought Bobby uh, was going to come through the computer at us when we said we're canceling the show. When we did that <laughs> hangout though. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I was going to, but I don't have the ability, right. sadly. Okay, so I guess we'll go ahead and get into the memory box here. Uh, oh, Angel's in the chat room. Hello, Angel. Angel made, well, she didn't think she was going to make it. Oh, and um, Mary H. said Michael J. Fox posted a video of himself trying on a pair I'm assuming that means of the shoes mm-hmm. and the proceeds go towards Parkinson research. So yeah. I believe uh, him and Christopher Lloyd did a, a video together in honor of today. And uh, he, he made a pretty funny Parkinson joke about uh, needing the self-tying shoes. So, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Well, it's good to see he has a uh, sense of humor. about. Oh, he has a, his 
character on The Good Wife is like chronically ill and in a wheelchair and is hilarious. Well, I know when he did uh, his, his guest spot on on Scrubs, mm-hmm. uh, he he was uh, he 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 had OCD, which had a lot of the same tell signs right. as his Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Oh, Monica says uh, is is next week uh, hobbies or leftovers? It's leftovers, but we're gonna have your hobby stuff in. Yeah, it. we're putting all of the anything and everything we have will be in leftovers. The coffee it, you sent in. We really are looking forward to the coffee. Definitely. Um, okay, uh, sorry, let's go yes. ahead and get into the memory box. First time we saw Back to the Future, Bobby. Uh, we've been talking over you for about five solid minutes here, so I'll let you go first. Uh, tell us about the first time when you saw Back to the Future. Um, I've I've been trying to think about that all day, and I I was pr- I was was six when it was released, so I probably didn't see it in the theater when it came out it was probably or the first movie anyway i i know we've been talking mostly about the second movie mm-hmm. uh i probably saw the first movie somewhere on cable maybe vhs because we did rent a lot of movies at that time um but regardless of when the first when i remember seeing the first movie the second movie i definitely remember like largely anticipating um Mm-hmm. It was the first movie I remember having like like a big like there, the internet wasn't even around at that time and there was like you know um, you know about its production and about the fact that it and the third movie were being produced at the same time. Um, which I, every, a lot of people are tra- are saying that was the first time that happened, but wasn't Superman one and two produced at the sec- at the same time? They were, but I think that was a little different because they were produced as one movie and then split up into two. Okay, okay. So, well, anyway, um, so yeah, I definitely remember seeing the second movie like the weekend, like Friday when it came out. At the theater, like me and my next door neighbor, you know, my mom took a bunch of us kids to see it, mm-hmm. and and the third movie. Uh, she she loves the third movie. That's her favorite. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one. It, it is. I've never it, seen it. Mainly because it's so different from the other two. Exactly, and it's it, like I said, the the second movie feels a bit hammy and campy. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just in the in the section I was talking about. There's a few places that it feels like that. And um, I don't know. That's that's why it's my least favorite. But that doesn't make it a bad movie to me. That's just my least favorite of the three. <laughs> oh, uh, Mary in the chat room says uh, I saw Back to the Future in 1986 when they released it in the theaters. But I saw the Town Square set the year before during uh, the Universal tour. That's kind of fun. Actually, I used to be able when I worked at NBC Universal. I used to be able to see it from my office mm. or from the office where I worked. Unfortunately, it burned down. Yeah, a few years back. You'll have that. But uh, let's see. As, as far as I, my first time seeing it, I, I remember I was young. It, it was either like 80, it was like 86 or 87. It might have been, might have been 87, might have been 86. I can't remember um, if you know what year it came out on VHS. I know, I know it was a new release. My, my cousins, Michelle and Stephanie, came over to watch me, my sisters, and our stepbrother and sis, stepsisters because they were down from Maryland. And uh, so it was like parents out for the evening. They snuck this movie in that we weren't supposed to be watching to watch with us and everything. And I just remember like laying in front of the uh, the TV, the big box, like floor bound television set and uh, drinking Pepsi. And I I don't remember much about it. I remember I remember the the scene at the mall. I, you know, with uh, them busting out the DeLorean and 88 miles per hour and all that kind of stuff. And I I remember spilling my Pepsi on the carpet and going down and like sucking it up out of the carpet, which I shouldn't Uh. have done because we had a dog. 
Yeah, so th- that was probably very unsanitary. This is where the children get it. Yeah, probably. This probably. But hey, don't blame me. I was like three, four, five, something like that. This is where the children get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, and then I didn't see the uh, the second or the third movie until it was like ninety two, ninety three, somewhere in there. But I did as soon as they came out. I read the novelizations of two and three before I ever saw the movies. Interesting, which I thought was kind of an interesting plot point. But I remember uh, Pizza Hut had the uh, the glasses. I think mm-hmm. the sunglasses, and I remember I had a pair of those. That doesn't surprise me. Like the sunglasses, like the kids from twenty fifteen wore yeah. in the movie. Um, I don't remember actually ever seeing it. Like, I know I did. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you when, couldn't tell you where. <laughs> All I can tell you is I went on the Back to the Future ride at Universal. See, I missed that. I never got to go on it. You missed that. I saw that. <laughs> there was no... I All I remember, because we did... We came down, I think I was nine. So, obviously, I'd seen the movies by the time I was nine. That's all <laughs> I can tell you. Um, And we did Disney one day and Universal the next. I was sick halfway through the day <coughs> at Universal. Still to, sick. Still sick, apparently. Um, had to go across the street to urge care, get medicine, and my mom and me went back to the park. Oh, wow. Then um, that night we went on that ride, and I feel like we walked right on, mm-hmm. which is not – which I was remember being really excited that we were walking on, and it was so cool, like, actually doing the whole, like, the flying thing. Yeah. So there's my memory. Yeah, I'm guessing it, it is probably it was probably pretty similar to Star, Star Tours. Tours. Yeah, the second we sat mm-hmm. down at Star Tours, I was like, "Oh, it's Back to the Future." Okay, and over in the chat room, Angel says, uh, "Hold on, I just scrolled off the screen here." Angel <laughs> says, "I can't remember when or if I've seen the first one, but I saw the second one a few years ago." Uh, Mary H says, "I love the story between Doc and Clara in the third one." Monica says, "I know I saw one and two, maybe not three, but I don't remember seeing uh, the first time, probably on VHS." Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see here. I Wynn says I saw all three in the theaters when they came out. And then uh, Michael says I saw one about 10 years ago or so. This may be the longest I've ever waited to watch a sequel. Nice. And uh, Monica's uh, grandparents had a floor set. And uh, let's see here. Oh, Mary H., I guess, read the first book. Uh, she says the first uh, book was really odd. Doc painted uh, to calm down and Marty actually Park the DeLorean in the model house. Hmm. Like I, I never actually read the book, the book for the first movie. Although I have read the original screenplay where Marty comes back to the future by uh, climbing into a refrigerator at an atomic blast site. And that's how he, instead of uh, fixing up the DeLorean, mm-hmm. uh, Doc takes him out to like an atomic testing area, puts him in a refrigerator, and the atomic bomb sends him back to the future. But they didn't do it because they didn't want kids climbing in refrigerators. Yeah, probably a good idea. They wanted them climbing in DeLoreans instead. That's better. And uh, let's see here. Anything else? Wow, we're going long tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Angel's talking about the uh, Telltale game, which it serves mm-hmm. as, a, as a de facto sequel to yep. the films. Okay, uh, Music Box. Uh, Music Back to the Box. Future 2 soundtrack. Uh, and they, they, Oh, these we didn't are, change that, did yeah, we? Yeah, we didn't change the text. I was like, it is not Christmas time. We were just going <laughs> to mention some of the songs from Back to the Future 2 right. uh, that aren't on the official soundtrack. Right. The official soundtrack is pretty much all just score. Mm-hmm. So the songs in the movie but not on the soundtrack, Beat It by Michael Jackson. Beat It. Okay, so we're just going to have you sing Beat them? It. Okay, this works. I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar. I Can't Drive 55. 55. Uh Mr. Sandman by the Cordettes. Mr. Sandman, <laughs> give me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Papa Loves Mambo by Perry Combo. 
Papa loves mambo. Something, something. And you, you, you can't mention Back to the Future music without mentioning Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, I think Back to the Future pretty much made their career, more or less. <laughs> Oh, and Bobby also brought this song to us, and we'll play a little bit of it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play a little bit of it here. It's uh, basically Tom Wilson, the guy who plays Biff mm-hmm. in all, all of the movies. He gets asked questions about Back to the Future so often that he wrote a song uh, with all the answers. So you don't have to ask him anymore. It's called the que- or Biff's Question Song by Tom Wilson, and we'll play just a little bit of it here. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of things, people that I like to meet. They shake my hand and never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. <laughs> what's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien. Stop asking me the question. I went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew, Josh. Now I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. Was that real manure? No, was that real manure? It's a movie. Stop asking me the question. <laughs> and it goes on like that. That's it, hilarious. It's a great song. He, he's a really, he's actually a really uh, accomplished stand-up comedian and an accomplished uh, painter of pop culture stuff, particularly Disney stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, which you you wouldn't expect. He he's a, has a bunch of art shows out in L.A. and stuff. Huh. But yeah, he, he's a pretty talented guy overall. Pretty talented guy. Good job, Mr. Wilson. Pretty ta- pretty talented guy. Pretty oh, talented goodness. guy. So, uh, Anne-Marie, soapbox, you ready huh? for the soapbox? Not really, but we'll do it anyway. Okay, in the soapbox, we each pick a side <laughs> and debate until we change each other's minds or until we're done, ding, whichever ding, comes ding. first. This week's question, what 2015 is better, today or the or the past future thing that was predicted in Back to the Future 2? Now, Bobby, I, I think since you're our guest here, I think you should decide uh, who wins. Oh, okay? oh my. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, and and definitely uh, there will be repercussions and uh, p- pick your favorite wisely. Hashtag Team Anne-Marie. Hashtag Team Bill. Okay. <laughs> okay, Anne-Marie is going to take the no position. <laughs> Anne-Marie will take the position that today is better, mm-hmm. the actual 2015. I will yes. say that take the position that the fictional future is better. Okay, point number one, fashion. Leggings and yoga pants, a.k.a. my daily uniform. I am not wearing no plastic, no metal, no weird little bead things in my hair, no half bowl on my head. We are comfy. We can be casual. We can be dressed up a little bit. They are all purpose and wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I think Thank you're you. wrong. I think are you're you wrong. Are you kidding me? I don't know a man in America who doesn't like leggings and yoga pants. <laughs> I think I think I think neon is the way to go personally. Neon's but, fine. Know, one of the uh, I'll neon, take neon yoga. You pants. know the the neon fashions aren't even what I like about the Back to the Future future. <laughs> the first thing that I I like mm-hmm. is flying cars. One, it's a car that flies. No. Two. There's no more traffic because there's multiple lanes. Yes, there is because even they said on in the movie that there was traffic and it was going to take them forever to get to the house. I don't think I there'd be less traffic for sure. How is there less traffic? Because there's cars on the street. They there, have to. Re- there's there, no there's cars, cars in, the in the air. There's cars in the air above that and above that. How far are they going? Are these spaceships? Possibly. 
They didn't. We don't know. We don't know how how high (laughs) flying cars can fly. (laughs) You know, really, the only thing would be better is if they drove themselves. But actually, in the real future, we're coming up on that soon. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right. Next. Transporting music and movies is significantly easier. It's nice to be able to carry literally everything in your life around on a phone, a tablet, or a small thumb drive, as opposed to the pallets of giant CDs that they had <laughs> in this 2015. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, mean, I, w- none of us are carrying around CD books like we were 10 years ago. You, maybe you're not. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. I have some CD books. I'm aware. <laughs> I am aware. Okay. But, you know, I, I guess you have a fair point there, but mm-hmm. it, there were there's, were some technology that was way more convenient in the future than it is now. Like right now, we have we have relative, much smaller TVs than those box TVs I was talking about, mm-hmm. but they're still a few inches thick. They're, they weigh 20, 30 pounds. Here in the fictional ninety or not nineteen eighty five twenty fifteen, no. there you go. They have screen thin televisions. They're basically like window shades that you can roll up when you're not using them. We already have something. That, it's got a projector, <sighs> but it's not the same though. I'm pretty sure that was just a projector. It's not the same. It was a projector. What if TV. I want to put it halfway up? So put it halfway up. But then, but then I'm projecting. You, you know whatever I'm watching. But you have to outside. adjust. It's just an adjustment. Have you never calibrated the Xbox 360? I want a television on my T-shirt. That's all I'm saying. You have a problem. Okay. Okay. Actually, all technology is pretty compact. We don't need to worry about lugging around huge files like actual file folders and Mm -hmm. excessive amounts of paper. Um, Nobody really needs a briefcase anymore except to carry around their laptop (laughs) or anything because almost everything is saved somewhere in the cloud. In the cloud. In the cloud. On somebody else's computer. On somebody else's <laughs> computer that's not meant to move. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, speaking of clouds. All right. Speaking the fictional, of clouds. The fictional what? 2015 has weather control. Weather on a schedule. How nice would it be for it to rain on a schedule? You could plan around it. Although I guess, you know, technically here in Florida, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon is when it rains usually. True. So, so it is pretty much on a schedule. But how great would that be across the country? How great would it be, you know, in the north? Yes, it's going to snow four feet. But you you know it's going to be on Christmas weekend. Oh, then they're all coming down here. <laughs> no, you know, for, if it's snowing white... four feet, they're coming down here. Well, for the white Christmas, you know, they could they could plan out white Christmases. That's all I'm saying. That would be nice. Except I didn't get the impression that they were – it was on a Mm -hmm. schedule. Mm -hmm. I got the impression that the man had already been to that future so he knew what time the rain ended. (laughs) No, no, because he said said something about the weather control. Okay, fine. That Um, it was on a schedule. Also, uh, Angel T in the chat room says the thing I went from back to the future was the pizza thing, the rehydrator. Really? Our pizza was really good. Do we need that? Um, Okay. So in the movie, there was the trash can that drove around to collect the trash. While that's lovely, I feel Mm -hmm. like the solar-powered trash compactor garbage cans that we have now are fantastic and wonderful and way more, like, fuel-efficient than something going around because that's either going to need plugged in or charged or gassed up or turned on and turned off. This, it's powered by the sun. Trivia uh, at Epcot. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, they had a trash can like that that would run around and uh, just talk I mean. to you and stuff like it, that. I, that wasn't terribly long ago either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another reason why the fictional 2015 is way better than the real one, fax machines are still in use everywhere. And Marty's house has like a thousand fax machines. Th- this would be so cool. How cool would – I mean you know, tweeting at someone is cool. Facebook messaging them is cool. Texting them is cool. But how cool would it be to send a thousand pieces of printed paper into their living room? 
Like immediately. You know what? You just go ahead and whim. kill your trees. I prefer to hear somebody email or rather tweet at one of our podcasts and both of our phones and computers go off. And yours goes off three times because you have notification on email, on Twitter, on the Twitter app. I have notifications all over the place. If you tag all three of our uh, podcasts on a tweet, the world (laughs) will explode. (laughs) Okay, Anne-Marie, last reason why you think – My last reason, it feels really stupid, but – um, I like my farmer's markets. While I completely appreciate the fact that the grapes appeared by command, I think it's really fun to go around the farmer's market and pick out my own produce. It's because you're a hipster. I am so not crunchy. Which, by the way, one of the things I was thinking about, you know how the fashion was uh, pockets turned out? I thought maybe that yeah. was like predicting hipter- hipsterism. No, he said that they wear the pants inside out. That was just the only way to show it without him actually changing his oh, pants. okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, and the last reason why 2015 of the Back to the Future universe is way better than the real one is because everyone has a personal phone, but it's all on the same line, so it's probably cheaper. And Yeah, but they weren't worried about data. Phone bills are too expensive. That's because of data. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> okay, so Bobby, who won the soapbox? Uh, I, I like your weather control. That's, I'm kind of teetering there because I would definitely <laughs> like to know exactly when to stay out of the rain. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm going to have to go with Team Anne-Marie on this one. Whoop, whoop. <sighs> Yay! That disappoints me. I w- How'd I win you over? <laughs> uh, Because everything else Bill said made absolutely no sense. I've never <laughs> been a fan of flying cars. Ah, come on, man. I actually had a point earlier. He made me change some of my points. Uh, or my, the direction of my points. Being anti-flying cars. Yeah, I yeah. just... That's never made any sense to me. Uh, the screen-thin televisions thing, they are already got, like, thin, foldable screens mm-hmm. that uh, they're working on, so that's not far off either. And fax machines, why would you still want fax? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's because Bill. Because it would be awesome. Because it's Bill. <laughs> that's why. No, but I, I will say that, you know, the flying car is with the caveat that they're self-driving like that would be the ultimate no i don't feel that is safer i feel that is dangerous do do you think airplane it it will probably be safer than an airplane because you know it won't you know human error uh, can enter into it there's not a bazillion of them up in the air though but if they're all controlled by computers and what if um anonymous hacks into that computer um I don't know. All right, then. Thank it, you. Then, Thank uh, you, I win. Then the cars are going to fly until they're Your argument in, is mute. in very rude shapes because it's <laughs> anonymous. Okay, uh, we're going to uh, wrap up here with the idea box, uh, which uh, this is where you go. You submit an idea for us to discuss. Uh, you just go to universebox.com slash idea box. I look forward to the ideas for our leftovers episode. <laughs> yeah, basically it's ask us anything. anything. Ask us anything. <gasps> no, yeah. let's do that. Idea box for the leftovers is an AMA. Yeah, AMA. Ask us AMA. anything. And yeah, we're going to go late. I, I mean, we're going to late tonight. Long. But yeah. yeah, that one will be super long because yeah. it's it's the last one, right? Yup. Okay, so I uh, we, we have a few questions Don't keep here. Saying last one, <laughs> you're saying extended hiatus, and just leave it at that. <laughs> Okay, extended hiatus. Uh, extended I mean, hiatus. back full house after 20 years, okay? <laughs> this is very true. That's so true. You know what? We'll bring back Universe Box as soon as we can get John Samos involved. Guaranteed. <laughs> if Guaranteed. I tweet him enough, he'll do it. <laughs> okay, uh, so the first I, a question in the idea box is, what's your favorite Back to the Future movie? I think I think we already answered this one yep. pretty soundly, but I'm, I'm just going to throw it to the chat room uh, just so that they – and Amory says number one. one. 
Numero uno. I've never seen the, the third one, though. Yeah, you need to see you the You know third why? One. But it's a Western. But it's not real. Do you know how many Westerns I watched with my grandfather? I just like any Western that's not made by Quentin Tarantino, and I really love it. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Westerns either. And it, like I said, it's what it's, well, might be my favorite of the three. Mm. Mm, and Angel says uh, the second one. Wynn says the first one. And wait, we'll probably get some more of those checked in. Okay, so uh, next question. Do you want a sequel? And if so, do you want a sequel? What story would you like to see? What uh, story Bobby, would you like to we'll see? throw it to you first. Ooh, <laughs> do I want a sequel? Um, in a perfect world, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it would be cool to see more stories in this world, you know, in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't even know where I would set it. I mean, I'd want to know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't. I just there's so many different possibilities. You know, like I still would want to know. You know, obviously would have to still uh, circle around Marty uh, or at least the McFly family and Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, you know, the sky's the limit. What about you, Anne Marie? Nah, I'm good. Now you're like I'm done. I'm good. Well, I just think at this point it's been so long. Um, you know, Marty and Doc are not spring chickens no mo. Mm-hmm. So the best they could really do is probably cameos or supporting roles. And I feel like without the two of them in the two in the leads, it's just not the same movie. Yeah. And you know, yeah. that's that's what they're going to do is they're going to get somebody who looks like one of one or both of them or they're going to do a gender swap type of thing which usually i'm pro but no Mm -hmm. don't do that please um (laughs) so please just just let it go like series don't have to go on forever and it doesn't have to be like jaws 19 (laughs) well well, that's why i said like in a perfect world i mean i'd love to see more stories in this world but like like you said as far as like actually what's capable of everything going on right now with the people that would have to be involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was like Zemeckis and Gale and everyone involved and they had a great idea and everyone knew it was going to be a great idea. You know, if everything was perfect, I would love to see something like that, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know how I think you could do it. Okay. Basically, uh, well, everyone's seen, uh, three, I, Take the concept of three of Doc burying the time machine for Marty to find. Do that with the train from the end of three and have someone say – I either – it could be modern day. It could be in the 80s or something. You know, have Doc hide the train for Marty to find for some super important reason. Of course. And then have a new cast of characters stumble ac- across it mm. and, you know, go off on an adventure either to go back and save Doc one more time or uh, they, they go off and they do their own thing and then eventually, I don't know, like maybe Vern and uh, – Jules. Jules and Vern, uh, Doc's kids from the, the end of the third movie have to come and stop them and find them or something like that. Mm. I could see that happening. At the same time, I, I could also see it sucking. Yeah. Uh, it, I definitely wouldn't want them to do a full-on reboot. But I, I, I really I, – I'd love to see more stories set in this universe one way or the other. Hopefully that comic book series will yeah. scratch that itch for me. Yeah. Uh, over in the chat room, Mary H. has said she likes the, the third one, first and second, but I love them all. <laughs> Uh, Wynn says, I'd like to see a younger doc and why he became obsessed with time travel. 
Uh, Monica says uh, she's good with just the comic book series. Mm -hmm. And uh, Angel says uh, she doesn't know. It depends on how well it would be made. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Mary H says, uh, yes, Doc returns and realizes he caused a disaster and Marty or his kids have to help him set the time, set time right. Mm. I could, I could see all these things working. I could also see them not. Not. So, okay. So, uh, Anne-Marie, who's your favorite character from the trilogy? Leah Thompson. Lorraine? Leah Thompson. Lorraine Bob. <laughs> no, not Lorraine Bobbitt. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, wow, that's very different. That's very different. Very, very, don't Google that, kids. Don't, don't Google that, kids. No. I, I, just, I just enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. So, in turn, I enjoyed her characters. That's fair. That's fair. Even if she was really bad at acting like an old lady. Bobby, what about you? Um, okay, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> Fa- favorite character from the trilogy. Oh, God. Um, favorite character from the trilogy? Um, probably Doc. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, as far as I want to just mention something about Leia Thompson Uh-oh. being her favorite. Uh, I agree. Great actress. I loved her and everything. Uh, but I don't understand how she was a McFly in the third movie. I didn't Be- see the third movie. Because, okay, well, okay. because they had they had to bring her back because of her contract. Probably. <laughs> well, and she was already on set because they filmed them at the same time. But how would she be a McFly when she's a Baines? If anything, the McFly should look like Marty or George. Mm-hmm. You know, there should not be a McFly descendant or oh. ancestor that you know, looks like, got it. Looks like uh, Leia Thompson. You, Unless you, there was some weird crossbreeding, you know, like they ding, married ding, 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 ding. down the road or something. Yeah. I've heard a really good explanation for this, actually. McFly okay. men have a type because Jennifer looks a bit like Lorraine. And there we know that whole like yeah. Oedipal thing that was going on in the first movie with yeah. young Lorraine and Marty. So I think McFly men and uh, they just have a type. And that uh, lady from the 1800s just happened to fall into that type really, really closely. <laughs> really closely. <laughs> Yeah, a, a very specific type. Exactly, Leia Thompson. Leia Thompson. Um, and my favorite character, I'm going to have to go with George McFly from the first movie, Crispin Glover. Oh just, no! <laughs> just because he he's so weird and he's hey, so fun. Dude, get your damn hands off her! <laughs> excellent, excellent. I, Bobby, I, I'm going to have to insist that you talk like Crispin Glover from the first movie every time uh, you call in from now on. It is my density. <laughs> okay and uh, over in the chat room uh, mary h says doc when says marty and then angel says doc is pretty awesome marty is one of those few main characters that i actually like okay and uh last question to wrap it up here what other time travel movies do you, uh shows or movies do you like uh we'll start with you bobby what other time travel shows do i like shows or movies either or okay um doctor who obviously i guess <laughs> Get that out of the way right yep. off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, Peabody and Sherman. Yes. Which yes! actually there was kind of a, a nod to in the you know, in the Back to the Future movies um, in the farm that he that he crashes into in the first movie. Uh-huh. The owner of the farm is Old Man Peabody, and his kid's name is Sherman. Oh, nice! nice. I never know. You know uh, something else uh, that kind of reminded me of an older movie. I in in Back to the Future too was the flying DeLorean put me in mind of uh, the flying car from the absent-minded professor, okay, or or Flubber if you if you're a youngster. (laughs) 
But uh, any any other shows or movies you like? Uh, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, them. Oh yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm um, sure. We, one of the rare um, movie series where the sequel I think was better than the original. I could see that, and um, just like. Back to the Future, they too had a uh, animated series, mm-hmm. which actually had the same voices. It was George Carlin, Alex Winters, and uh, Keanu Reeves doing the voices. Yes, yeah, so it was a good series too. Uh, they had a really good uh, Marvel Comics series. As yes, well. mm-hmm. and now September. they're doing a new comic series from either Boom Studios or IDW because they're the two studios down that are doing that. Nice. Um, and then Quantum Leap. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah, gotta love yeah. Quantum Leap for yep. sure. Okay, Anne-Marie, any, any ones that Bobby didn't get to? I can't think of any right now except Doctor Who and Quantum Leap. Well, I mean, what was that I, one movie we watched? I like Infinite Tina, and that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> and that's not time travel. That's multiverse travel. Whatever! I'm, I'm trying to... What was that one time travel movie we watched several weeks back? Was it about time? We watched a movie? Yeah, it was... Other a, than Tomorrowland? I, I think we watched this together. It was about time. It was about, like, a, a, a guy who discovers that uh, his family, the men in his family, can time travel, and it's kind of a romantic comedy. Oh, wow. That was, like, at least six months ago. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. You're, like, a couple weeks old. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. I don't know. That was really good, too. That was, for sure. Okay, let, let's see. Any early edition from the 90s. That wasn't exactly time travel, Michael, but I really like that series, to too. Uh, it was basically a guy got the... The next day's newspaper. I see where that's loosely time travel with the newspaper traveling through time. Uh, The communication or the the information is traveling through time, if nothing Mm -hmm. else. Frequency is is a movie that's kind of like that. Uh, It's a time travel movie with Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel where they played father and son that were communicating through like ham radios through time. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That one was good. And, uh, this Mary, is me Googling things. Mary like. H. also says a uh, Voyager. About time. Yeah, about time. I can't believe I got there with what I just texted or Googled. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. A lot of back to the – or uh, Bill and Ted, uh, Doctor Who, Time Bandits, uh, Wynn says. Oh, of course. Yes, Time Definitely. Bandits. Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. That's a really solid time travel film for sure. Yeah. For sure. But uh, next week, uh, definitely, we again, AMA, ask us anything, universebox.com yes. slash ideabox. Yes, please. Okay, so uh, let's find out what's in the box for next week because we didn't print it out. Oh, no, we didn't. It's leftovers. Uh, next Lefto- week. Oh, wait. It's the pizza leftovers. It'll be the pizza leftovers. We'll say No, it won't because that's disgusting. We should say. Yeah, we I'm should just say they're no, not going to keep. They're not going to keep. We should freeze a piece of pizza and have it next week. That's disgusting. I refuse. Or we'll save the Pepsi or something because we don't well, drink. Well, the Pepsi will still we be We don't here. drink we soda. We don't drink pop. Um, okay, so uh, next Pop. week, Universe Box is well, waxing nostalgic about us. Send in your <laughs> errata because we're chowing down on leftovers next week on Universe Box. Who is your favorite fictional robot? What are your favorite vacation spots? Ever get busted drinking by your folks? Send in your computer memories. We're talking <laughs> leftovers next week on Universe Box. Everything we've ever talked about is fair game. <gasps> College, uh, retro tech, Harry uh, Potter, 
reporter. Which it, you know we're going to have to talk about Voldemort and the tweet fiasco. Definitely. The, the that t- we still get tweets about. Tweetasco. We still get tweets. <laughs> okay, and you can send all of your uh, your stories into universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Five two, and uh, like I said, if if you're within the sound of my voice, or you can see me on the screen here, would love to hear from you. If nothing else, just tell us what your favorite episode was or your favorite segment we ever did was. Yes, but I, I guess that about does it because we already played Michael's voicemail. Yes, we did. Uh, so now so, uh, for some takeaways. Okay, so while they weren't totally right, the writers of Back to the Future were kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future is ruled by nostalgia, especially 80s nostalgia. Gag me with a spoon. I uh, never run into your future self. Nope. Uh, you'll knock each other out. Yep. And when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Sorry. <laughs> Got to match the thing we're talking about with the language. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Bobby, where can people find you online? Um, I'm always uh, – there's going to be a voicemail on any <laughs> podcast you decide to do. <laughs> um but for now, that's Legends of Gotham and Greetings from Storybrooke. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay. And, and of course, unfortunately, one more episode of Universe Box. Um, for now. For, for now, now. For now. For it, now. It, it's, it's, it's temporary permanent. Permanent temporary. Uh, <laughs> we may have done a happy dance earlier when we said we're canceling the show. Temporarily permanent. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can also find me on Twitter at InevitableHawk, H-A-W-K-E. Very good, very good. Um, from another thing online earlier, Nike said Michael J. Fox first ever real pair of self-lacing trainers today. They are releasing them in 2016. Funds go to Michael J. Fox's foundation to help combat Parkinson's. Nice. Very, cool. so, very nice. Okay, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at Simone, and, well, Bill will tell you where to find my stuff. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And you can be right here in our chat room with Boom. Monica and Mary and Wynn, who's leaving. And, and Michael Lucero. And Bobby and Next Angel. Thursday. Say, I'm usually there. Yeah, Bobby is usually there. I think he's there now, actually. You're yes. there now. How are you there? He's here and he's uh, there and he's everywhere. Next Thursday, uh, next Thursday, October 29th. 8.30 p.m. EST, live.universebox.com. We're blowing this sucker up, and uh, we're taking all of you guys with us. So we hope you can. <laughs> Dress nice. Bring some flowers. Business casual. <laughs> business casual. <laughs> At least business casual. Totes. The, to, totes business casual. Totes business. Okay, well, I guess that about does it for this week's episode. Don't say totes. Totes my goats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't say BT dubs. Don't say totes. Oh, my God. And and thank you again, Bobby, very much for being our first official, like, full-length episode guest on Universe (laughs) We waited until the next to last episode. (laughs) We did. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, we'll probably have – we might have some Skype call-ins next week, too. I'm sure we will. So boot up your Skypes. But uh, until next time, remember remember to to think think outside. outside. Do not adjust your computer screen. It's your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe box. Universe box. Universe boxio. Gotta go back in time.